Good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship. So good to see you. Um, and it is going to be a celebration, not just at the end when Jesus comes back and he raises us in glory, but even today we have a, a foretaste of that celebration as we worship the Lord today. We come into his presence and God is always so very good. It's good to see you. My name is Aaron Rosen. I'm one of the pastors here at Faith. Uh, Great to welcome you if you're in person, worshiping with us online. Uh, we're gonna celebrate Holy Communion today, which is always a special gift, which we do uh, several times a month. And uh, this is also Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday is the time we remember when Jesus came triumphantly into Jerusalem to the praise of the people and they were waving palms. Those palms are a symbol of praise. And so we didn't just hand you palms as you came in for them to sit on the chair next to you. We wanna raise them up and give our praise to the Lord. And there'll be plenty of times in the service when we'll do that 
and we'll give uh, honor and, and glory to the Lord as we're um, together in worship today. Um, just a note, there, this is in your uh, announcement bulletin, but the schedule for Holy Week and Easter, just know that Palm Sunday is the kickoff for a very holy week. So Monday, Thursday, we're celebrating um, 6 p.m. on Thursday over at our Faith Ministry Center. But we also have a Tuesday morning service for those who don't like to go out at night. And that'll be at 11 o'clock a.m. on Tuesday. That'll be our Monday, Thursday celebration, but on Tuesday. And then on Good Friday, we have a noon service and a 6 p.m. service for Good Friday. Then Easter Vigil right here at our celebration site, next Saturday at 5 p.m., which is our normal worship time, but it'll be there, our Easter vigil. And then Easter celebration, nine o'clock here and eight, 9.30 and 11 over at our Faith Ministry Center. Hope that you can join us for those, uh, those occasions and worship with us this Holy Week and Easter. Um, speaking of Easter, we do traditionally have an Easter breakfast over, over at our Faith Ministry Center that is served between seven and 10 a.m., Sign up online for that. Uh, you can sign up on the bulletin board too if you wish to do that, but uh, it's easiest online, I think. So let us know. We have appropriate amount of food for you next week if you're gonna celebrate with our Easter breakfast that the youth are serving for. And uh, then in your announcement bulletin too, there's an announcement about a Saturday seminar coming up here in uh, April, April 22nd. Pastor Dan is leading uh, a study that's called The Secret to a Satisfying Life. Doesn't everybody wanna know this? The Secret to a Satisfying Life. And Pastor Dan's gonna be teaching that on the 22nd, 8.30 to noon. You can sign up for, on, for that online as well. Um, and then we have new devotion books. They're out in the commons are starting tomorrow. That's the new devotion series called Rejoice as we're celebrating Easter and in the Easter season. We wanna rejoice in the Lord. So those devotions are available. They're also online on our website, uh, on Facebook, on our mobile app. You can get them by email, you name it. A lot of different opportunities there. And then um, I wanna introduce Wendy Sue Fleek, who is here with us today. Um, she's been with us a few times, but bringing her great music skill, uh, great voice and uh, leading by piano and guitar today is just really great. And then our, our band too, serving us today and leading our worship. Um, there is information about Wendy Sue and her ministry, um, which is, uh, you travel all over the state, right? And uh, beyond. All over the country, actually. All so over the country. My this full-time is amazing. job is to go to a different church each week in our LCMS um, circuit it's and amazing. just help out those that work and serve every single week really hard. So yeah, today amazing. I get to uh, utilize your team as well. Yeah. So we're hoping to give Stephen just a little bit of a, a reprieve. Yeah, a little, little breather before yeah. Easter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, information about Wendy Sue and her ministry out in the commons, uh, the card and some CDs with the, the song that she was just singing here um, leading into worship today is on one of those CDs, I believe. Mm-hmm. So um, welcome. Thank and uh, I'm going to invite all of you to stand as we join together in worship. And let's praise the Lord. Well, it's wonderful to be back here with my faith family here at Faith. All of us up here want to lead you in praise to our God. We're actually worshiping together. And so we ask you to just be comfortable lifting your hands, lifting your hearts, lifting your voices, Um, getting crazy with these palm branches. These are actually a great excuse for us Lutherans to put our hands in the air. I know we don't usually like to use our bodies, but our whole selves are here for worship as we bring our hosannas. So use those as our praise will be rising in this place, eyes turning to the Father, to our Jesus and to the Holy Spirit. 
scriptures, I think, wow, how quickly the human heart can turn. And then I recognize it happens in my own life, in my own relationships. One comment, one thing said to me, one bad exchange, and my heart can so quickly turn. And it's the reason that when we gather here, we repent of our sins. We confess to God who we are and how much we need him every single day. So this next song is a song of confession, a song of repentance. We're going to sing it halfway through and then give you some silent time to talk to God on your own. Lord, I come, I confess, bowing here, I find my
heart about, the things that are on your heart, the issues that you face when your heart turns so quickly. You can do that standing, you can do that sitting, you can do that kneeling, just you and your Savior. Please be seated. Oh, how we need God each and every hour and every day we need God. He is our one defense. He is our righteousness. The Bible tells us that there is no one who is made right with God by observing the law, by doing what God commands. Not, a one, not one person, no one, because we all fall short of God's glory by our sin, but God has given his son Jesus as a sacrifice. Romans chapter three says that's a sacrifice of atonement, which is a, a substitute for us. Jesus came to suffer for us and give his life in our place that we would be forgiven. Jesus came into Palm Sunday entering into Jerusalem, knowing exactly what he was gonna have to do. And that was to lay down his life for us. And he did it anyway. That's his love for you. He came knowing exactly what he was gonna suffer, to lay down his life for you. It's my privilege as one of your pastors to announce God's grace to you. You are forgiven in Jesus, amen sing and praise the Lord. Isn't it good to hear we're forgiven? Just turn to your neighbor and say, you are forgiven and free. Go ahead, do that this morning. <laughs> and let's sing and joy about that. This is amazing grace. 
We hear the word of God today from, from Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cried to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness. Therefore you are feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I put my hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. In our gospel reading today from Matthew 21, we hear about Jesus on Palm Sunday. Now, when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord needs them and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, see your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting all together, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, who is this? And the crowd said, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. James Bonham was a young lawyer from South Carolina who had been in Texas just three months when he volunteered to fight at the Alamo, a small fort near the Guadalupe River in San Antonio. On February 23rd, 1836, General Santa Ana and his 2,000 Mexican troops descended on the Alamo. And the 182 men that were in the, the fort prepared to fight. They were badly outnumbered. So James Bonham broke through the enemy lines and rode on his horse to Goliad, Texas to see if anyone was willing to fight and join them in defending the Alamo. No one was willing to fight. So he rode on to Victoria, Texas. No one was willing to fight there either. So what did James Bonham do? 
he rode back to the Alamo, back to the fight, back to the battle, certain that he would die. So today we're celebrating Palm Sunday when Jesus came into Jerusalem to the praise of people, shouting Hosanna to the son of David. This was not the first time Jesus had been in Jerusalem. He'd been there many times before. It was a custom among the Jewish people in Jesus' day, no matter where they lived, that they would gather in Jerusalem three times a year. Now, Jesus lived up in Galilee in the northern part of Israel. Jerusalem is in the south. But Jesus, like all the other Jews, would gather in Jerusalem for three of the festivals. Three of the six major festivals that are commanded in the Old Testament were known as pilgrimage festivals. So the Jewish people, wherever they lived, flocked to Jerusalem at the temple and they brought their sacrifices and their offerings. And Jesus, faithful as he was, for 30 years, three times a year, came to Jerusalem for the feasts. But this time was different. This time, people were raising their palms and shouting in praise to Jesus. Hosanna to the son of David. Hosanna in the highest. But this was also different because Jesus was coming back to Jerusalem knowing that it was going to be a battle and he was most certainly going to die. And he knew it. And he came into Jerusalem nonetheless. Matthew 21.10 says, when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was shaken and asked, who is this? Who is this? That's the question of Palm Sunday. Who is this? But it's also really a bigger question for the ages, right? for everyone. Who is Jesus? Now, some will say Jesus is some kind of a therapist. <laughs> I mean, he helps us to cope with our problems. He tells us how valuable we are and he encourages us not to be so hard on ourselves. Similarly, some people say Jesus is a cheerleader. He's saying, you got this. I believe in you. Others say Jesus is a coach and he helps Christian athletes to run faster and jump higher than non-Christian athletes. Some say Jesus is a sort of hippie. Hey, just get out of nature, right? Give peace a chance. Imagine a world with no religion. Remember, all you need is love, right? Still others say Jesus is a sort of spiritual guru. As you get out and connect with creation, then, you know, find yourself within. Find truth inside yourself, right? Then there are those who say that Jesus is a revolutionary, he teaches us to rebel against the status quo or to stick it to the man or blame everything on the system. Some people say Jesus is a political activist 
His primary concern is to get the right people elected and the right laws passed. Or Jesus is a good example. He shows us how to get along and serve people and change the world. Then there's the plastic Jesus. Years ago, Paul Newman starred in the movie Cool Hand Luke. Anybody see that? He sings a song called Plastic Jesus. Well, I don't care if it rains or freezes, long as I have my plastic Jesus. Believers in a plastic Jesus see Jesus as a sort of good luck charm. Um, a rabbit's foot, four-leaf clover, that sort of thing. I just call on him when I need something. I need a little good luck. None of those versions of Jesus is the right one. There might be some truth in some of them, but that's not the real Jesus. When we're facing all the problems of this world, we don't need a therapist, a cheerleader, a hippie, a revolutionary Jesus. We need the real Jesus. Who is the real Jesus? Well, Matthew tells us, let's start with verses one to three in Matthew 21. Jesus sent two disciples ahead saying to them, go to the village ahead of you and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her, untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, tell them that the Lord needs them. The Lord needs them. Jesus is using here uh, what you might call the royal levy. The king can ask for anything he wants from anyone at any time, the royal levy. And Jesus says, just say the, the Lord needs them. So who is Jesus? He's a king. He's a king who has authority, and, but not just any king, he's the king. But what kind of king? See, your king comes to you humble and riding on a donkey. That's kind of interesting. This is what Matthew quotes from the Old Testament book of Zechariah, chapter nine. It's interesting if you compare this, see your king comes to you humble and riding on a donkey. If you compare this to Zechariah chapter nine, where Zechariah says, see your king comes to you humble, or excuse me, righteous and having salvation, humble and riding on a donkey. There's a phrase in the middle there that Matthew doesn't quote, which is kind of interesting that he, uh, that he leaves this part out. Not because he's misquoting Zechariah, not because these Parts of Zechariah are not true of Jesus, right? He is righteous and he does have salvation and brings that salvation to mankind. But with, by excluding that part of the quote in Zechariah, Matthew is emphasizing your king comes to you humble and riding on a donkey. It really emphasizes it. In addition, Matthew is the only one, only gospel of the four gospels that quotes Jesus as saying, this is Matthew 11, I am humble and lowly in heart. Remember when he says, come to me all who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. He says, because I am humble and lowly in heart. 
Matthew's emphasizing this. And the donkey that Jesus rides in on further emphasizes this humility of Jesus. He rides on a donkey, not on a horse, right? He, he doesn't come as a majestic ruler who is going to dominate and intimidate. He's come to love and to forgive, to give up his life. He's not coming to bark out orders. He's come to serve, to wash people's feet. And he didn't come to marshal an army. He came to suffer and die, to give his life on a cross. Though he's rich, this king comes in humility, in poverty, so that, as Paul says, through his poverty, we might become rich. Jesus is a king, all right, but he is a humble king, a humble king who uses his authority not to be served, but to serve. And that's exactly what Matthew says. Right before the triumphal entry into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, right before that, Jesus is speaking to his disciples and he says, the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. To serve and to give his life as a ransom. That's an important word. Jesus rides on a donkey into Jerusalem back into this place where he knows he's gonna to have to fight and he does it knowing with certainty that he's going to die. Why? Why does he do that? To give his life as a ransom. A ransom is a price that you pay to set a prisoner free. In our case, in the Christian context, to set us free from sin and death and fear and emptiness and anxiety and violence and selfishness and everything else we are prisoners to in this life, he has come to ransom, to pay a ransom, to set us free. Martin Luther said uh, that he doesn't do this with gold or silver, but his, with his holy, precious blood, with his innocent suffering and death, which is true. And we often call Jesus our redeemer. And that word redeemer has to do with this ransom that he buys us back with his blood. He ransoms us from being imprisoned to sin and death. Now this whole Lenten season, we've been talking about uh, repentance. Our whole Lenten theme was repent. We talked about how we have to reflect and understand that we are going the wrong way, that we need to regret that and turn back to God. But it's not complete if it's just that we feel sorry for our sin. God makes our repentance complete by redeeming us in Jesus, by actually rescuing us from our sin, paying the price, not counting our sins against us. As Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, he reconciles the world to himself in Jesus, who is our redeemer. Now, who is this? The crowds answered, this is Jesus, 
the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. The prophet. Do you know what prophets do? Prophets bring the word of God, the word of truth, but they do it by shaking things up a bit. (laughs) So the prophets of the Old Testament are notorious for this. Isaiah, for instance, went around for three years naked. What? Yeah. Jeremiah buried his underwear until it was ruined and then dug it up again. Jeremiah 13, you look it up later. Ezekiel ate a scroll, literally ate a scroll. Hosea married a prostitute because God told him to. They shook things up. Prophets do that. And that's what Jesus did. He shook things up. So when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was shaken and asked, who is this? This is Jesus, the prophet. And you wanna talk about shaking things up. Jesus is the king, the king of kings and Lord of lords. And yet he allows himself to be slapped around, spit on, beaten, impaled, and spiked to a cross. Describing Jesus' death, Matthew 27, 51 says, the earth shook and the rocks split at the death of Jesus. Describing Easter, Matthew 28, verse two says, there was a great earthquake that morning of Easter. And Jesus shook it up. I mean, the crucified one was no longer dead. He's risen. That that shakes things up, right? That the one who is dead is alive again. And his resurrection proves that Jesus is exactly who he says he is. He is the prophet who has come to shake up everybody's life. He is the redeemer whose sacrifice has paid for the, the price, win us back to give us life. He is the humble king who uses his authority to serve. I'd like you to imagine a little conversation for a second. Imagine a little conversation with the donkey that the disciples borrowed that Palm Sunday. Monday morning, the donkey wakes up and he goes out into the street and he sees some of the people who were there on Palm Sunday and he commands them to throw their their clothes down on the road like they did the day before. And they all look at him like he's crazy and walk away. He says, what's going on here? He goes to the marketplace where Jesus had just been with him. And he asks, where are all the palm branches you threw before me yesterday? What's going on here? And totally broken and disappointed, the donkey goes home to his father and his father says, crazy donkey, don't you know you are nothing without Jesus? I think my heavenly father says that to me sometimes. (laughs) Silly donkey, 
You are nothing without Jesus. But with Jesus, there is everything. Now, I'm not talking about Jesus the therapist, Jesus the coach, certainly not plastic Jesus. I'm talking about the real Jesus, the King of Kings, who's come to serve and give his life as our Redeemer, the prophet who shakes up our lives. Who is Jesus? I want you to repeat after me. Repeat after me. Jesus is my prophet. Jesus is my redeemer. Jesus is my king. He is the best thing that has ever happened to me. Amen? All right. Let's sing praise to our Lord. As we're doing this, as the band is coming up here, let me just say a word of thanks to all of you who give uh, to support the ministry of Faith Lutheran Church. We use the offerings that you give to us so that we can bless our community and bless the world with the gospel message of Jesus. We have a facility here and lights and music and, and staff and and educational resources and so much more that we use to share this gospel message. And you are helping us to do that. So thank you so very much. We'll gather our offering as we sing this next song, uh, The King is Calling. Until now, you are. 
calling us to faith. The King is calling us to life. And we respond in our faith as we speak together the words of our creed. This is a special creed for Palm Sunday. So the words will be up on the screen for you and we speak them together. I believe that Jesus Christ is the King of the universe and wants to be King of my heart. I believe that he entered Jerusalem on the donkey to suffer and die for my sins on the cross of Calvary. He came in the name of the Lord as the perfect lamb to be sacrificed. He will come again in all his glory to rule and conquer all that opposes the will of the heavenly Father. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. To him I submit my life and to him I proclaim my loyalty, amen. You are the King of kings and Lord of lords. And so to you, O Lord, we submit our lives. And to you, we proclaim our loyalty, Lord. We trust that you hear us for the sake of Jesus. And we lift up all of our prayers God, we, we pray that you would bless and strengthen those who are in need physically, those who are dealing with surgery or recovering from illness. We pray for Nancy Limke recovering from surgery and Susan McMurrow who is recovering from emergency surgery. Pray, Lord, that you would continue to strengthen them and heal them give them patience in their time of recovery. Most especially give them faith to look to you. God, we also lift up to you those who are, who are grieving today. We pray for the students and teachers and families of Covenant Christian School in Nashville after the tragic events of this last Monday. God, wherever there is violence and lives are taken, we pray that you would come alongside those who are grieving, who are devastated and crushed in spirit. We know that as your scriptures tell us, you are close to the brokenhearted. You never leave us nor forsake us, even as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. For those who are in that season right now, we pray that you would remind them that you are beside them. You know their pain and give them faith to trust in you 
even now. For all others who are grieving, either because lives have been taken by violence or by disease, God, we pray that you would comfort those who mourn with the promise of the resurrection, that just as Jesus has been raised to new life, risen from the death, we too will be raised. And we trust your word that says, just as you raised Christ from the dead, you will bring with Christ all those who believe in him. So God, we place our trust in you and pray that you would be especially present in your Holy Spirit with those who are grieving today. We know today, Lord, that's not all grief in this life. There are many moments which you give celebration and joy, opportunities for us to see a glimpse of the joy to come. God, we celebrate with those who are remembering births of new babies into their families, those who are remembering birthdays and anniversaries, baptismal birthdays. Celebrate with Ed and Shirley Swartz as they are celebrating this week their 60th wedding anniversary. Thank you for the example they are to our church and to the community, service to one another and faithfulness to one another. For Ed and Shirley and for all others who are remembering their anniversaries, we pray that you would Continue to give them a boldness in their love to serve one another and to be an example to all around them. God, as we prepare to come to your table of mercy, to receive once again the body and blood of Christ, we pray that you would prepare us with that repentant faith that turns away, has every desire to leave behind our old ways of sin and come into your kindness, into your love, and receive forgiveness, life, and salvation. Restore us by your spirit to live in a way that'll bring honor and glory to you. In the name of Jesus, we offer our prayers, and as he taught us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it gave it to his disciples and said, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink of it all of you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For those of you who are worshiping with us at home today, I invite you now to take and eat, take and drink the body and blood of Christ.
If you are here in person with us, I invite you to make your way around the room a bit, share a greeting with those around you and the Lord. And if you don't know somebody, introduce yourself. Tell them how glad you are that you're in worship with them.
May this body and blood of our Lord Jesus continue always to strengthen you in faith. Know that you're forgiven and go in peace. Amen. Let's stand. And the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. And all God's people say, amen. We got one more song in us. Holy is the Lord. This one's one where you can put your hands together. We actually stand and lift up our hands is the first phrase of the song. So we got those palm branches. If you want to even lay them down and lift up your hands to the Lord, if you haven't done that before in church, it's actually a really freeing thing. So don't, don't worry about what the people around you are seeing or thinking. Just let it be you and our God worshiping him with everything you are.
Gallery. We look forward to having you all come back this week for Holy Week services. Bring a friend with you, and let's celebrate Jesus together. Have a beautiful week.